to Rig for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank. And I am Ali. And we are back at it. Dude, hang on. Did you, you hear, hear that? The, you hear the crickets? And the people. The little windows? Yeah. That's not sound effects, Frank. Nope. Did not buy those. We are actually on the trail again. At a campground. At a campground, a campground that we've never been to. Yep. We're not just milking Santiago Peak anymore. No, we're not. <laughs> Which is not a campground, to be fair. But you're right. We're not milking the same old spot like, like 30 minutes from our home. We're not in Jillian Sportsmobile. <laughs> and we're not sitting in a parked vehicle. <laughs> or in my driveway. Or in your driveway or your backyard. Dude, this is the first time that you and I have both managed to get off our asses and onto the trail. Onto the trail. Finally, like, experiencing the outdoors again the way um, both nature and the podcast intended. That's right. And man, it feels good to be back out here like with friends, fire stars, pit. dude. Like not a fire because we can't have fires, but it's like a like a propane tank thing. Yeah, a little propane yeah. kind of faux fire. Right, kind of a faux fire. Um but mostly like like they've set up lights. These guys have strung lights between the vehicles. Like it looks this looks like someone's bomb ass backyard to be honest. Yeah, like that that trendy hip kind of neighbor. That you're like, one day I'll <laughs> one get day. around to that project. <laughs> one day I'll have enough free time in my life to do something that cool. <laughs> to make it look like that. I mean, all we're missing is like tiki torches. Here right. Some, shit. The some Hawaiian music. Some Hawaiian music playing in the background. Right? The pig roasting in the ground. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, it's it's bomb. I am stoked. I feel I feel a little refreshed. Yeah. Even like, you know, we've only been on the site for four or five hours now. I yeah. Guess, three hours. Even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we... Everyone set up pretty quick, and uh, yeah, it's amazing how fast like everyone feels right at home, though, huh? Yeah. Like you're looking around the like campsite, and there's like what eight vehicles up here. There's like so there's about about a dozen people, mm-hmm. and everyone's just chilling, having conversations, like making food. So uh, let's set it up real quick. I mean, we are in the middle of uh, the southern. I guess is it like does this we're, is this considered like Mojave or no? We're no. in southeast San Diego County. We're at the very very eastern edge. Like what desert um, is this? Like um, I don't. It's BLM land. I don't know if it has a name, but we're definitely east of Hacumba. So if you know San Diego County, then you know where Hacumba is because it's a really popular spot um, because it's BLM land for one. Um, but we're east of Hacumba, just uh, just a ways. So not far. Um, not quite in the Inland Empire. Um, or, or the Imperial Valley, but we're, yeah, basically just east of Acumba. We're we're pretty. We're about an hour. We're about an hour and a half, two hours outside of San Diego. What's tripping me out about this spot too is that we are like we are walking distance to the border wall. Yes, yes, we are. Like we're super close. Yeah, the border wall is about probably a half mile, maybe a, at most. I think maybe a mile. At yeah. the, but I, I think that's generous. I think it's more like a half mile. Yeah, it's super close. It's I definitely mean, walking distance. At the trailhead, we pass like six border patrol. Oh yeah, vehicles. <laughs> they were staged at the trailhead um, with their vans and their ATVs and trucks, um, getting ready for the night shift. I overheard one of the guys in our camp actually say people have been seen walking through here. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, as they come into America. Yep, new yep. land of opportunity. Yep, this is kind of like I mean anywhere, right? Anywhere along this border, San Diego, all the way into Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Like that's prime spots this right? is this is what they talk about what's beautiful about this area though um outside of that is it's kind of reminds me of joshua tree like the the rock out here is gorgeous it's got that real sticky kind of granite yes you know this particular um, valley yeah this particular valley has some amazing rock formations and we're in this little bowl right now yeah of surrounded by these like gigantic rocks all the way around like and all, all in the way here was like spots that you could have kept out in. Yeah, they were all full, and then we kind of had to do a little bit of a hump, like get over this little mini gatekeeper, mini gatekeeper, yeah, mini tiny gatekeeper, and just enough to keep the Priuses out. Yeah, just enough to keep those Priuses, <laughs> those damn, those damn wily. Pri- I don't know, man. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if I saw one of those fuckers come out, just kind of floating. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, but no, this is uh, this is this is rad. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to be out here. And for me, I'm mostly continuing my camping week. So this is an extension of of my of my camping rounds. So I'm I'm right at home. I'm ready. I'm ready to get to it. Well, I wanna I wanna unpack um, your trip because that 
was one of that's a that's a trip that I have on my own list. Yeah. And when Well, you, I mean one that we wanted you to go on, right? But, well, yeah. but Kate wasn't ready. Nope. And I, I I'm not even saying she was necessarily ready for this one either. <laughs> um and you know, this this okay, so real quick, this is called the Valley of the Moon. Yeah. And uh it'd be really cool to see it during the day. We got here at night, so I can't really fully appreciate i think our surroundings but from what i saw as it was the twilight time and our headlights were on uh it looked pretty amazing yeah um but you did that bitching trip yeah up to sedona uh with evan from rebel off-road and one other guy one other guy austin foley yeah he used to work at rebel off-road and now he lives out in havasu um so we picked him up on the way so it was super cool so uh i know i appreciate the invite but uh (laughs) What so? How did that all start, and um, what was it like? Let's let's so get into uh, it. so you know Evan's been wanting us to go on a trip with him forever, like us, the two of us collectively, right? If since since Main Divide, right, right, yeah, since that, they did their sorry the Main Divide, sucked. since they did their Continental Divide trip, and so for those of you who don't know, check out Rebel Off Road. I think they just put out a video actually, uh, their first video of a series they're gonna do on the Continental Divide, but they went basically from Utah. Um, they skipped the southern desert part because of where we live. Like, we all know the desert. We're up to our eyeballs in desert. So they just skipped that part and started basically in, in Colorado, um, Utah, Colorado, and took that all the way up to the Canadian border. And so, which is an epic trip that we were supposed to go on. Yeah, I mean, right? we, we did that uh, We did that podcast with Bond, and they were... Uh, right, they talked about it then. Yeah, they talked That's about correct. it then. We were all kind of gearing up for it. We were like yep. stoked, and then COVID wave two. Yes, That's right. That's what uh, that's what happened. I mean, no, uh, totally, yeah. We were we were like so on the on the rebound, and things were getting back to like almost normal prematurely, of course. Right. And people were getting all happy about it, and then disaster. That was like right after the summer, the the two back to back summer holidays, and then and then the numbers spiked, and both of our employers kind of like they kind of didn't didn't say they freaked out, but they definitely like were hey, if you don't have to travel, please don't. Yeah. And so both of us were like, well, I guess we don't have to go. So, well, I mean, it was going to be, it was going to be like Alan, me, Randy, yeah. KC, you. Yep. And, you know, just didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. So, so, you know, they, they did that trip. They were gone for two weeks. They came back and Evan kind of still had that itch, right? To like get us out on the trail and like, let's go, let's do something. And so, Everything, you know, the, the numbers have been looking good. COVID has been kind of on, on, you know, tapering off and really kind of settling into this, like, low number groove. Right. And so I was like, okay, let's go. Let's let's, let's do this. And we're going to be camping. It's going to be a small group. So I feel safe knowing that we're basically kind of pseudo-quarantine with each other, you know. So anyways, he planned it out, routed this. Originally, we were supposed to do the Arizona Peace Trail. That was the original plan. And was, then... And then- it changed. To it changed to Sedona the because the temps were just still really high. Like we're talking, like they were they were like a hundred degrees. So essentially, you know, coming off of this heat wave in California that we've already been living through for like two or three weeks, yeah, right? We went through this crazy stint where Garbage. it was like, yeah, it was like, and especially for you, like you're east, but for even for me, who's only like three or four miles from the coast or from the ocean, like. We were still in the 95, 100 degrees days, and you guys, I think, were in 114. Like yeah, yeah exactly. And so Evan and like and I kind of had a conversation. We were like, "I'm over the heat, man. Like the last <laughs> thing I want to do is is take a break to go right. have fun and then spend it just in utter misery in the heat." And so he started looking at Sedona, and neither one of us. I mean, I've been to Sedona, but not since I was a kid. And I, and Evan was like, "I don't think I'd ever. I, I've ever actually been there." So. You know, the temps there were in the highs were in the like 81, 82. So and nice. it was between 77 and 82 the whole five days that we were supposed to be there. And what a gorgeous place to have good weather. At. Yeah. And then, of course, at night, it was only going to be in the low 60s or high 50s. Oh, so, I mean, it was like perfect. It was like, and it ended up being that. Like the so, weather the entire five days was fantastic. Paint us a picture about Sedona. Sedona is just an epic, epic place. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So we took off on Saturday. Um, plowed down the 40, right, all the way into, we drove right past Williams, yep. right, um, all the way into um, uh, Flagstaff. And then from Flagstaff, we, we darted uh, south. I think it was, I think it's 17, Highway 17. Okay. That takes you down into Sedona. A beautiful drive. Basically, it's the same exit that you take for um, Overland Expo, actually. 
Right. Like that same exit. That campsite? Yeah. You take that exit for Overland Expo, do that crazy roundabout, and then just start heading south um, from that point. And, you know, it's like an hour drive south through these beautiful mountain passes. Yeah, it's so nice out there. absolutely gorgeous. I had no idea there was so much greenery back there. Right. I mean, it's like a lush forest. And you think about you think about Arizona, and the first thing that comes to mind are the red rock. Totally, right? the flat top red red rock. There's like a mountains. lot of trees in Sedona. Like it's it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, yeah. like there's like full on forest. Totally. It snows. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And so we drop down into Sedona, and next thing you know, like you just come around this bend, and it's like the world opens up to you. It's these insane rock formations. I mean, you literally cannot get a bad view in that place. Right. It doesn't matter where you look. It is absolutely gorgeous in every direction. Yeah, so and the I'm town is super, cool too. Super, super jealous. Yeah, and the town is super cool too. Like, tons of cool places to walk and see. And in Sedona, yeah, totally. It's a it's, rad place. It's also like this mecca for like the spiritual awakening, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's a, a mecca of, for a lot of things. There's right? a lot for, of like spiritual centers out there. There's a lot of like, yeah, kind holistic. of like meditation yeah. and in like these holistic places that you know, holistic treatment places. And there's a lot of like um, spas and hotels and. Um, my mom's been of, to Sedona for that really? very reason. Yeah, she's all into like <laughs> the new age kind of. There's also it's also a mecca for mountain biking, right? There's yep. a ton of mountain biking in Sedona, um, and then of course the Jeep trails, right? Like there's a there's a ton of trails. My buddy Franck, not Frank, but yeah, Franck, <laughs> French. Uh, Franck moved to uh, Sedona. He used to work with me when I was at Five Eleven, and he was my mountain bike buddy. So we'd always go hit trails like. Around Mission Viejo, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think he he kept going, he kept going on these trips to Sedona, and then suddenly he just like moved there. He just stuck there. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> one of the last just trips fell, just stuck. Fell in love with it. So yeah, if I had to move anywhere cool. outside of California, like into Arizona, it probably would be Sedona. Really, to be honest. nice. Yeah, because I can do what I love. Right, like I love mountain biking, I love camping and exploring, and those are two things that are that are abundant in in Sedona, and like I think. A lot of people get caught up on, you know, the the popular trails, and we did do some, but then we also, like, went off the beaten path, and we found some insanely epic trails that literally no one has been on in months. Like, you could tell no one's been out there. And we're talking, like, off-road trails. Totally. Legit off-road trail. I mean, Evan even mentioned, you go, some of these trails are, like, legit CJ trails, like, old, like... No kidding. ...trails that no one's been out here. Like, and I'll I'll get into it. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to like mishmash the whole thing but um so what? essentially we you, roll in you don't want to go on a tangent right <laughs> basically like base uh like i don't want to bury the lead and and like and then bring it back again and then bury it again right and kind of yo-yo through the whole story um so we pull in on saturday and uh, we were a little bit later than we wanted uh, we ended up evan had picked this campsite at the top of schneebly hill and let's let's back up real quick evan sure. is the marketing marketing director media manager yep. director for rebel for rebel off-road does exactly. all the footage photography yep. he's responsible for if he doesn't do it himself then he hire he contracts the videography or something yep. like that but yeah that's that's his responsibility is, is making all rebel that. look good making rebel look good yep, yep. exactly yep. exactly and he's an, and he's an all-around good dude professional photographer like he's done wedding photography. Like he's he's a pro. He knows his stuff. And then just an all around good guy. Like we just had a super we had a chill, blast. super chill, fun guy to be around. Fun guy to be around. Yep. 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 Okay. So yeah, that's Evan. And Austin went with us. Austin's a younger guy. Like I want to say he's in his late twenties. Oh, with the kid um, coming along. Yeah. And Austin is the same thing. I mean, he was a tech at Rebel before uh, before he moved to um, to Havasu. Uh, got married. I'm um, looking at buying a house now, so he's kind of moving on to the next phase of his life. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he's got a he's got this rad '89 Land Cruiser, and he brought that. That was he'd never done this, by the way. Like he's even though mean? he like like overlanding, oh, really? kind of like camping. Oh, he's of, never no, done the vehicle based no, adventure. No, no. So this was like to him, it was like utterly mind blowing. Like it opened up his whole new world to him, where he didn't just have to go do a trail and come home. Like he could he could do a trail, and then go deeper. That's so cool. Right? Like, that was, like, utterly just mind-blowing to him. He freaking loved every minute of it. Like, watching... I was I was enjoying watching him experience it for the first time and watching him just go, like, this is so rad. Right? And so... That's awesome. Yeah. So, he... So, it was basically... It was me, obviously, in the FJ. Um, uh, Evan took the Gladiator, their, 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 big, their big daddy. The orange one? The orange one. Yep. Yep. That thing is built to the hill. Well, actually, they have two orange ones, don't they? They have... Well, the, or, the other one is a JL. Okay. So, there was a JL, one's a JT. Right. And then they have a they have a silver 
and then uh, Gladiator they've as well. got Taylor's Iron Man. Correct. JT. It's the silver one. Yep. yep. Exactly. So, so we took the orange Gladiator, um, and that thing is just a beast. I mean, you want to talk about, like, we were driving through Sedona, and that thing is just breaking necks. Like, it's just constantly, and I even asked Evan on the radio, I'm all, dude, do you ever get tired of waving at people? Because there's, A, there's so many Jeeps, and they all wave at each other. Right. Right, and he's just constantly waving, and you can, if you roll down your window, you can just hear the necks snapping as you drive down the main drag of Sedona. It's just like, crack, 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 like just... And whole families pointing at the JT. They got a big, big summon again. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting to be back on the trail and kind of having those things that you were, uh, um, you took for granted. Right. Back, <laughs> like your kids screaming at you yeah, to Papa! like do something. You, you hear that? You hear it? <laughs> I'll be right back. So you asked him if he was like breaking necks. Oh no! You could hear them. Just rolling you the could hear the, You could hear the. Next you could just hear the the, 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 <laughs> the next snapping as we drove down the main drag, Highway 89 in Sedona, 89A. And it was, it was cool. It was really cool to see, and it was cool to see how stoked people were. It didn't matter if they were in another Jeep or if they were in a minivan or if they were in whatever. They were just stoked to see the like the vehicles in general. Just such a and it's such a show truck too. Totally. Like, totally. I mean, and, it's a it's a show and go, but yeah. it's definitely show. Like, like that's what he built it for. Yeah. yeah. So for those also, he, you know, it literally was built as a show truck. It was built to be shown at SEMA in McCarran. Like they parked it in the baggage claim area at McCarran. But that's right. I remember. But it does, like you said, right? It does go. Like it does do what it's built to do. It's not just a, a show truck, right? So, um, so yeah, we had a ton of fun. Um, with that thing, like just and people that know Rebel, right? There were people that were like asking him for stickers, or people that had stickers. We saw a few in town. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty cool to see. Especially like, oh, yeah. once you get to like Arizona, and you got a lot of four buys out. Yeah, there, people yeah. were saying, oh, "I follow you on Instagram," or yep. you know, whatnot. And I even had a few that people that recognized Trucky. I had someone um, message me in Sedona and say, "Hey, I saw you driving through town. Good to see you in town." That kind of stuff. So that was pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah, super cool. So. So yeah, I mean it's it was that's kind of like how the trip started, right? And it's it got off to a good start, a good so vibe. So how long was the trip for? Trip was five days. I didn't realize um, that. I yeah. thought I thought you were only going for like the weekend and then coming. No, back. no. So was when fun. it was Tuesday, and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And you're like, oh, we're still here. Still I'm here. Like, what? <laughs> okay, have fun. Yeah. So so and that was kind of the plan, right? The plan was to kind of like get away and do do some of the in-town stuff like the you know the popular trails around town but then also take the last couple of days and get off the beaten path and explore like genuinely find some trails that were less traveled and see where they took us and so that so how'd that work out that i think that paid off i mean that paid off in spades so, so i mean do you want to run through this like day one day yeah two? let's run through it chronologically right okay. so it makes so it kind of makes sense to people and they can kind of get a feel for the flow any um, good food too along the way? Oh, absolutely. Okay, because I know absolutely. everyone likes to stop at places. Yeah, yeah. So we we stopped at a place. I um, mean, on the way out, it was kind of we were just trying to get there. Yeah. Right. So there really wasn't much. We kind of ate on the McDonald's. go. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of <laughs> ate on the go, um, and we had food with us. Right. So the goal that night was just to get to camp because, like I said, we were running a little bit late. Um, Austin has his eighty nine Land Cruiser, which like peaks out at sixty five miles an hour. Oh no! On the flat. That guy. Yeah. So there was times we were like waiting for him and like we'd pull off the highway and we'd wait for him for like a good 20, 30 minutes to catch up. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, so we were, we were running a little bit late um, and we decided, okay, look, let's just get to camp. We're going to go up Schneebly Hill and we roll through Sedona and then immediately hang a left and start climbing this Schneebly Hill. And at this time, the sun is starting to set. It's not dark yet, but the sun is setting. We know for sure it, the camp is exactly 5.4 miles away. Okay. Right on, according to our GPS, and so we're talking talking trail miles. Yeah, trail miles, five point four miles, and so we're like, oh, we'll be there in thirty minutes, right? Trail miles. Trail miles. (laughs) No, we were there in almost an hour. Right. We were doing five. We were averaging about four to five miles an hour the entire way. That's what I'm saying. Trail miles is different from miles. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred, and especially on Schneebly Hill because approaching Schneebly Hill from the Sedona side, we didn't know this, but apparently that's the brutal side. Okay. Like it's not a hard trail. There's nothing hard about it. It's just brutal. It's like oh, it's just abuse. Like, oh, bad on your kidneys. Yes, it's abuse. Like on your vehicle, it's abuse on your kidneys. Like this is a trail that you're gonna pee blood in the morning if you try and go above five. Even if you even if you go five miles an hour. I mean, it was all of us were just like f was this it just like a trail. Rock? 
Just like rocks and just rocks and yeah, like offset stuff and, and potholes and ruts and pipes yeah. and like just it was not a fun trail. Kind of like the road up here. Kind like, of that even, was super rutted and just yeah, no consistency. But it, but and I think what made it less redeeming was the fact that we did it at night. So there was no scenery. There was no oh, you're view. Just, you're just getting hammered. You're just getting hammered, like for no good reason, for no reward, <laughs> right? You're just getting beat. And so much so that the next day, somebody messaged me and that that was also going to be in Sedona. And they were like, hey, how is Schneebly? Like, we want to camp up there. And I go, campsite? Phenomenal. I go, but do not come in from the Sedona side. It is not worth it. Just garbage. It's garbage. And so we, we got up there. Um, there was no campsites. <laughs> Oh really? Because we were late. Full? We were late, right? We were like, it was, it was like nighttime, and by the time we got to the top, so yeah, all the easy campsites that are right off the trail, they were all full. Kind of like here, like I actually thought we'd roll up in here and easily find whatever right. we wanted. It was you could, didn't see anyone pretty much most of the way. Correct. And then suddenly we get here, and it's just fucking. And there's like there's every like, size. Full. There's like a groups. There's a group site or like a big group with yes. like matching t-shirts. And there's like, like 15, 20 like people some down there. Kind of family reunion going on here or something. Like, yeah. You they know, had a giant circle, like it was huge. Gnarly, yeah. So, so yeah, we get up there, and every campsite has people in it, and we're like, "Son of a bitch!" Like, and we're tired. We've been driving all day. Like, you know, we're at this point, like we're done. We just want to camp and sleep. And so, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. the The sites that you saw were they a lot of like ground campers, or were they like uh, almost, vehicle? Campers? Almost all of them were ground tents. Oh, really? Which okay. was surprising to me. Yeah. To be honest, because because a lot of the camping we do, we tend to be around people. Almost everyone has a rooftop, rooftop tents. tents. Yeah, exactly. No, I was surprised, and I was I was very surprised once once I got out of the vehicle onto the campsite to realize how utterly atrocious the ground was to sleep on. <laughs> like, I was just like, even you, you didn't have your trailer. You no, didn't, you didn't have a rooftop tent. No, You're like slumming it. No, well, I would. I, I yes and no. I had options. Okay. I had planned for this, right? So I had options. Um, did you did you have the shift pod with you on this? One? No. Okay. Uh-uh. No. But I mean, to like basically, we got to this campsite or this th- the road. Basically, it's a road, right? It's a road that goes up and traverses Sneebly Hill, and then there's there's campsites off this road, right? Little offshoots, right? And then there's one trail that basically goes off to the breaks off to the right, and then takes you to the to the cliff face that looks down on Sedona, and then goes back to the backside of Schneebly Hill and starts to exit. It's funny you said it looks down on Sedona. Like, the name Schneebly makes yeah. me feel like somebody who'd be, like, looking down at like, you. Kind of like snub. Like, snubbing there. Like, yeah. I'm like, you just want to punch Schneebly in the face. You know? Like, yes. what a name. Right. Schneebly Hill. I'm sure the person it's named after was a saint, but right, right. Schneebly but Hill. Schneebly. Fuck Schneebly. Schneebly. This punch him in his... Yeah. It's one of those things where you know that there was a handful of people that would all, that always said fucking Schneebly. Fucking Schneebly. Right? Like it was always <laughs> He died and he loved this hill. We're naming <laughs> it after Schneebly. him. <laughs> so we go in and then just real tight entry to this trail. Like I'm talking like <laughs> I'm talking like vehicle width tight, even for the gladiator. And it's got these giant boulders, right, that are the side that are like a good twenty four inches, thirty inches tall. Uh-huh. And we're like Kind of like a mini, like a mini gatekeeper. Okay. Right. And no one, there's, we could see it's pitch dark up there. There's no one up there. And so we're like, should we try it? As long as Austin's um, vehicle can get through, we should be good. The FJ can get through, and obviously the Gladiator has no problem. So we go through, and the trail just keeps getting gnarlier did and your, gnarlier. Did your rig do okay? Oh yeah, it did just fine. Nice. It climbed right through it, right over him, and then you're the, like, all the money was well spent. Right. At this on <laughs> this trip, yes. Like I, I the, on this trip, yeah, I that's finally what you built it for, right? Totally. Just in case. Totally. Just not in, because you want to do it, but just correct, in case. Correct. Yeah. Just so that that is not what's preventing me from an awesome campsite. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so. The trail just keeps getting worse. Like it, like big drops, like big ass poles. Like we're flexing. We're like, it's just these giant slabs of like lava rock that just drop into potholes of dirt and then lava rock and like everything that basically everything that they can throw at you. And we're going up this hill at like a mile and a half per hour. Like we're just crawling up this hill and we get to the top and there are two other vehicles up there. So we're like, (laughs) shit. And then we keep going, Son and we finally find a campsite. We go past them, and we find a campsite behind some trees, and it ends up being just fine. It looks like a great campsite. And then we jump out, and we realize that not just our campsite, but the entire hillside, everything up there, is basically dirt 
with lava rock protruding from it. No like shit. you like there's a there's a giant lava rock. Basically there there isn't a gap of dirt more than three inches. So you couldn't really just put your tent you down. You can't and even if you did, you'd be getting stabbed in the back by like a ton of rocks. Okay. Like it's gonna puncture your so tent. So did you end up sleeping in the I rig? slept in the FJ the yeah. entire trip. Oh really? Yeah. And it which has actually worked out fantastic. Like Because I, you have this the full delete in the back yeah, now too. And right? that's another thing, right? Like the fact that I had the goose gear seat delete and the platform in the back allowed me to just say screw it and not use a tent and sleep in the FJ and man as long I slept like a champ like all every night was in the FJ and it was it got easier and easier as far as like you know you get your rhythm right and you get your setup and yeah. you get a dial like it just got easier and easier to set up and, and crash out Dude, and full disclosure I've got goose gear too and I love yeah. Brian over at goose gear and he's a good friend of ours I just got to say like we're getting to the point where this shit's just rolling off the tongue almost too cleanly to where that sounded like we rehearsed a commercial for goose gear <laughs> which we didn't totally didn't totally didn't but i was like listening to you talk i'm like fuck dude it sounds like we rehearsed this shit we didn't okay like at all at like, all it's just part of the life it's just yeah i mean it's the, it's the gear that we use and it's it's you know it works right it, that's why we use it and <laughs> bought him bought him paid like he paid for his shit okay? uh, yeah totally exactly i bought the goose gear platform so it works it's what worked for him and it's kind of changed your whole situation totally like I've, I've said this many times that um i was hesitant to pull the trigger because it is a it is it is an investment where well, you lost and you lost your back seats and so. you lose your back seats exactly like it's a commitment right it just goes to show how many friends frank has right <laughs> right exactly nobody's driving with frank. well more importantly like how selective i am like i so i i like to drive myself frank likes to have friends who drive themselves exactly exactly we could be friends but you've got to drive yourself you have to have your own vehicle <laughs> you have to have your own vehicle <laughs> or be that's, able to hang on in the back that's my gatekeeper <laughs> <laughs> two seats seats two seats two <laughs> it's like reminds me of like that scene in, in forrest gump seats taken seats taken <laughs> I mean, honestly, I swear to God, if it wasn't for these kids, I'd have a full delete in the back. Right? Yeah. 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 And Sometimes so, I still want to have it. And to be honest, like, it ended up working out fantastic because when I'm around town, the dog loves it. Like, the dog gets the whole back area. Lana. Yeah, Lana gets the whole back. I've got yeah. a giant bed that covers half of the back. Yep. And she just, it's, it's like her palace. Like, oh, she awesome. loves being back there. So, it, it worked out actually fantastic. Um, so, yeah. So, I slept in that that night. Um, being the photography nerds that we were, we planned on going to bed early and we ended up staying up until like time one in the morning. Lapsing. Yeah. Doing time lapses, yeah. night shots. We brushed at the tripod. Look, it's the fucking Milky Way. Right. Oh, and that was it. Right. Like, like we were, we, we busted out our chairs and, and there's a no, there's a, there's a fire ban in, in the County. So there's no campfire. So, just freezing your so we're just sitting there and it wasn't cold. No, Did we you have your weird. buddy heater out? No, like I literally didn't even take it. Okay. Like it was not cold. It was really oh, nice. So just like, kind of like this, right? Kind of like this. It was exactly like this, actually. So it's the weather the right now, let me tell you, the weather right now is amazing. It's like probably I mean, 72 right I now. I know it's going to get cold in like maybe another hour, but right now I'm short sleeve, Frank short sleeve. Yeah, like it's, a t-shirt, yeah. It's, I mean, it's breezy, but it's nice. It's nice, yeah. It's probably, like I said, 71, 72 It's like a right nice now. day at the beach right now. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how it was the whole time in Sedona, even at night. Like it was nice. At the worst, like around one in the morning, we'd put a hoodie on and that's about it. And so, you know, we started shooting and like we, you know, we were sitting around and then we look up cameras, and there's just shooting this, cameras. Yeah. And there's this Milky Way just so bright in the sky. And we're like, we can't like we, right. we can't pass this up. Yep. Like we just there's no way that you could just not do it. So out come the tripods, out come the cameras and we're just geeking out. Oh, look at this shot. Oh, look what I got. Oh, science light over here. Oh, shoot this. Right, put some red light on this. See what happens. Like we just started. Couple totally of Sony A7 nerds. Three, I know. All three of us. All three. All three, three of us. Yeah. Because Austin, just, I'm just jealous because I still have my 5D Mark II. Austin's a really good photographer too. Like he does photography, like like real estate photography for a living. Nice. So he's really good too. And so I mean, we had three people that are shooting. Pretty, just geeking out. Just geeking out. Yeah. And so we had a blast that night. We ended up staying later than, up later than we wanted to, but we sacked out and just you know had a great night. That's and then awesome. the next day we woke up, um, we were on this crazy cliff, which we couldn't see at night. We knew we were, it was there, but we couldn't enjoy the view because it was just dark. Okay. Right. So we woke up and if you follow me on Instagram, then you've seen the, the video where it's just this incredible like cliff face that just looks out into the valley and Sedona's right smack in the middle of the valley. Like just beautiful mountains and like, I mean, it just photos, epic. the photos and videos never do they justice. They never do justice at all. So yeah. So yeah, I mean that was like just 
it was it was incredible we woke up made our coffee had some breakfast you know we we sat on the we you could there was these giant rocks that are literally on the cliff that you can sit on and we just sat there for like an hour we didn't leave camp until like almost 11 oh my god like we sat there talking and just like enjoying the view that's like uh you know a little internal like on my bucket list is to go camp and not leave the campsite until like not scramble 11. yeah dude because every fucking time we're like yeah. 9 a.m let's 9:00. go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta put some miles in yep like fuck and I, that was part of what evan wanted is he wanted us to like have this pace and just enjoy to actually the, enjoy it enjoy the trip and not be like scrambling so you guys didn't take mom or dad with you on a trip That's right cool. Exactly. And we didn't have, and we had a very loose itinerary. Like we just had an idea of what we wanted, of the things we wanted to see. L-I-V-I-N. Yeah. Just living. Just living. Exactly. And so, you know, we soaked that in, um, had a great morning, had our coffee, took some more photos. Um, and then we drove out the backside of Schneebly, which was, Schneebly. which here's the part where we always joke about, right? What do we see? So we, we hang, we leave our campsite and we hang a right. Which is the opposite of where we came in. We came in from the left. We hang a right, and then the road s- continues to get progressively smoother and smoother and smoother to the point where, like, I'm not <laughs> kidding. It took maybe 200 yards. It's all asphalt, and it turns into a beautiful graded dirt road. <laughs> and what do we see around the corner? A couple camping in, out of a Prius. Out of a Prius. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The, if we would have come in the other direction, we would have been at our campsite in like. 20 minutes if we would have come in from the other direction that's so funny so apparently this like trail has a reputation for being horrible year round all the time so if you do go to Schneebly Hill do yourself unless you enjoy the abuse do yourself a favor come in from Highway 17 and come in from it that direction don't come into it from Sedona it's not worth it there's there's you don't gain anything it's just it's just a loss you don't need bumps you don't need it just come in from the other side and enjoy your campsite and enjoy your night. And so, anyways, we we went we went out that way, hit Highway 17, drove right back into town, um, had some food. And so this is day two now. This is day two now, yep. exactly. And we're trying to figure so out what we're going to do. Where'd you guys go for food? Um, so no, we just had our own food. We just oh, stopped. Okay. So we just stopped and just had some. Yeah, exactly. Lunch on your own. Exactly. We okay. did it on our own. And the the plan was to meet um, one of Evan's contacts at uh, Broken Arrow. What's Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow is a trail. Um, okay. In Sedona, and so it's a when pretty popular trip. When you say one trip. of his contacts, oh, like uh, are we talking like a dealer? Yeah, or? yeah. So it's another okay. shop in. in I think they're out of Phoenix. It was a couple hours away. So I want. Oh no, I mean it was Chandler. I think it was Chandler. Okay. I think it's out of Chandler, Arizona. Um, and you know it's another. It's a. It's a dealer. Another dealer, and he's in the guy. The guy knows the trails. He's out there all the time. So he offered. His name is Todd. Um. And he offered to come out and show us around. Nice. So we Thanks, met Todd. him. Yeah, we met him at the trail. Um, he took us up, you know, up through. He knows all the way through all, you know, the turnoffs and all that stuff for Broken Arrow. And awesome, awesome trail. Not hard. Uh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous trail. Like, you get sleep, you get a little bit of everything. You get dirt. You get some slick rock. You get some cool, like, flex areas. Cool. You get climbs, steep climbs, steep descents. But not this relentless. It's not relentless. Okay. It's not, like, brutal. It's super. It's actually, it's just fun. Uh, cool. We we were joking, and we were on the on the radios doing, um. you know what it's like? It's like the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland. Okay. If you've ever been on the ride at Indiana Jones, like, that's what it's like. It's just constantly cool things to see with bumps and turns. And not too bad. And then you just want to hum. And you that have song. a little bit of speed. Yeah, a little bit of speed that you okay. can go into into some of the sections. Nice. And then you have these climbs where you're like, "Whoa, that looks hard!" And then you do it. And you're like, "Oh, that was easy. It was super fun, <laughs> right?" And so, okay. uh, and there was one like that, like the very first one. It kind of felt like a little bit of probably how you felt when you were at Moab. Yeah, we roll up, we roll up on this thing, and it's a steep climb, right? And this first steep climb, kind of, kind of goes up. Um, to this area where you can this viewing area, right? And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Ooh, that looks pretty steep." Like, I don't know if I can if I if I can swing that. Okay. And so Evan's and, got a winch though, so right, exactly. Every and and yeah, so we have those, and so we're like, "Oh, you know, it's gonna try." And so sure enough, I point the FJ at it, and then this guy in the pink jeep because there's pink jeep tours. They're like, oh, going, okay. they're, like yeah, going, yeah. they're like everywhere. Yep. And the guys like, the guys like, the guys like, hey, um. Just point it at the ruts. You see those two ruts for the wheels? So you just p- 
put him in there, and, and he showed he showed me the other guy. And he goes, see the line that guy took? He that's way harder. Like, see how he's sliding around? And I was like, yeah. He goes, there's two ruts. Put it in the ruts, and you'll just you'll climb up it like nothing. It's like these, and these are the guys that do it like they all do it the like time. seven times a day. Yeah, right. So every day, and so sure enough, I put the two front wheels in the ruts, and the FJ just basically walked itself up the hill like it was nice. like piece of cake. And same thing, we went up there, That's walked the around. Between having a good spotter and not, yeah, totally, uh, it totally is. And you know, we had a we had a blast. We walked around, took six some more photos. Um, we met a couple up there that ended up wheeling with us the rest Prius? of the day. Yeah, in a Prius. <laughs> yeah, and um, no, it was it was cool. And then we went over to Broken to the other side of Broken Arrow, um, and and did some more trails. Then we started heckling the jeeps because we went to this section where. Um, there's this like a 30 degree kind of hill that where everyone kind of flexes out on. Okay. And so you can kind of just do loops and kind of just go up and down this hill. And the guys in the in the pink jeeps like to ham it up, and so they'll like fake a stall on the hill. Oh, really? And they'll like hang over the steering wheel, or they'll like fake the, the, the jeep sliding. <laughs> okay. They'll pump the brakes and make it rock, right? And, and so it, this is because they have people. They in have the people in the vehicle, right? Them. Tourists that so they're like taking in these jeeps, right? And so they'll like ham it up, and we're just like. We're like, you know, saying all these funny things to them and yelling at them from the other hillside, like yelling at them and saying like, hey, you lost your tire or you're going to need that or, you know, that dude's drunk, you know, something like that. Right. And so we were we were having a blast. They'd come over and they'd have a blast with us. And so, I mean, it ended up being like we ended up sitting there for almost two hours, dude, just really? like just totally. We ate there. Evan buffed out the awning. We had beers. We were just hanging out and like just nice. totally chilling. And um, we ended up hanging out, like I said, for a couple hours in this trail. And we met a bunch of people, and you know, we met people with FJs, met people with Jeeps, and it was people would just kind of come and go, and they would just become friends like within the first like five I, minutes. I love that about the off road community where it's like you just kind of you just hang out, yes, and you have a good time, and everybody who's like minded, which is most of them, the majority, right. just are so open, and like all you have to say is like. Something about off-roading. And Anything. Just just enough to spark the conversation and then boom, And then you're, you're good. Yeah. It, it cracks me up, though, about those pink Jeep tours. Because like, <laughs> yeah. when we were in Easter Jeep Safari, I would notice uh, the Japanese um, families. Yeah. And there's another there's another Jeep tour out of Big Bear. And they did a... I forget what they're called, but there's a Jeep... There's a, there's a Big Bear Jeep tour. <laughs> and again, a lot of Asian families love... <laughs> like, they come here and they want that American, like... Yeah, immersion totally, and so they go and they do these like real American things, like off roading, right? Or whatever, right? And then you know, in some parts of the world, it's just called driving, right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, here it's like it's more of like a sport or like you know, just like a recreational activity. Um, but it, it cracks me up. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, even the people that were like in the in the pink jeeps would like roll by us, and they'd be like, "Whoa, those are built rigs! Like yeah. those are cool! Like that's that's what it's." These people are like out here for for well, especially doing the it on their own. Guys in those things, they're paying to have somebody take them in a Correct. capable vehicle. You own a capable Correct. vehicle, yeah. Like that is something to be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, they owned a tour vehicle, right? You know? Like, <laughs> and they'd see us doing the obstacles because in their minds, like. In their minds, they see these as legit obstacles. Mm-hmm. Like we, like we see them as like, no, that's just a road. That's just the way. That's like a five or that's six, just the way yeah. to get to there. Like that's not really an obstacle. It's just a steep hill. Right. It's not a big deal, right? Like honestly, even Devil Staircase was not a big deal. Like I, I, I in my mind thought it was going to be way worse than it was. It's really not. It's steep, but not crazy. Like not crazy steep. And I think, I think the part, the mental aspect, is what messes with people because you do slide. And so it feels like you're going to kind of lose control. You're going to slide down this thing. Remember when we went to uh, Expo a year ago, I guess? Yeah. With Brad and everyone. And there was like, what was it called? Devil's something? Like, it was just like, you kind of went down and it was like Sandy. Wasn't that Devil's something? Like, Oh, you're talking about in Anza? Yeah. Devil's Drop-Off. Devil's Drop-Off. Yeah. They always put this like devil word in there. And totally. It's like, never that devilish. <laughs> it's never that devilish. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like bad boy drop-off or right. like kind of like don't want to take him around your parents drop-off. Didn't listen but to not mom. quite the devil, it's you not know? not quite the devil, yeah. It's just kind of misguided drop-off, you know? Mis- I like that. I like that. Misguided drop-off. <laughs> you know? Anyway, this is sorry. the this is the smoke your first blunt drop off. <laughs> Just didn't quite get me high. I don't didn't know what the fuss is about. Drop off. 
<laughs> Don't worry. Exactly. Next time I'll fucking have you on your ass. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I will say, doing de- doing Devil Staircase was definitely like, it was fun. Like it was cool to do. It'd be like, oh, so that's what that feels like, you know? And that's that's cool. Like now I know. When people talk about like what devil staircase is, I can, I can either choose to go, oh yeah, you're right, or I can roll my eyes and go, bro, it wasn't that hard. That's kind of like <laughs> I have this vision of like Hell's Revenge, after all the videos I've seen and photos yeah. I've seen in like Moab, and I'm like, oh man. And Hell's Revenge kind of does make do. me kind of pucker just looking at it because, yeah. because of course you're gonna see more videos of when shit goes wrong. Oh, and you, did you, see, you saw that one with the Toyota that? That fucking, rolled back. That rolled backwards. Oh my god! And Which could have been like a thousand times worse, but for some reason he rolled all the way back, hit the guy hit behind the him, guy, yeah. and it was like whatever. And they both drove off. Yeah, they drove, they both made it home. I'm like, yeah, that that should not have happened. That should not. That guy should have rolled like fifty times or crushed a rig below him. You know, uh, he should have. He should have ended up. That rig should have ended up in the back seat. Dude, I don't know how that all worked out. Yeah, but, that should have accordioned to both rigs yeah. for sure. Or you see people like you know that last kick when you're going at, at at Hell's Revenge, you do that last kick that usually makes right. people kind of go three wheel yep. or fly up in the Ugh. air, and like there's rigs that you see like literally fall on their sides right there, and I'm just like that that to me flopping the FJ on its side is my nightmare, like yeah, that because I mean, she has a nice rig still like yeah. you haven't you haven't really put any dents in her scratches nope. in her nope like Kate she's been fucked up. Yeah, but like, and not even that bad. I no, mean, not bad at all. Still, if I was to put her on her side, I'd probably be a hundred percent sad. Uh, but I have rock doors, yeah. So I throw the rock doors on it. We'd be back in action, exactly. But you, like, like that. I mean, literally, this was this has been this is still your daily driver. You don't it have still, another vehicle, no, really. This is still my I mean, daily Sharon's driver. Sharon's got her rig, yeah, her her, her mini Cooper, her mini Cooper, <laughs> whatever, her vehicle. <laughs> but this is your vehicle. Like I, at least I have my little mini Fiat. Electric, right, electric Fiat. Right, that will still get me to and from like most places I need to go. Yeah, this is my daily. Like, if this thing yeah, doesn't would, work, I'm not. Luckily, this is the first time I think I've ever these I've ever uttered these these words have rolled out of my mouth. Luckily, because of COVID, <laughs> right, I don't have to commute to work. <laughs> so if something did happen to the FJ, I guess I'd be okay. Uh, yeah, but but no, this is my daily driver. I need this thing to function. Um, like that's like like that sticker, that decal that people put on their dashboard says, "Remember, stupid, you have to drive this home." Yep. Like that. That like, fully qualifies. That's on Adam's dash. Cause yeah. <laughs> how's how's COVID been for you lately? By the way. For me. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm a little, to be honest, if I'm gonna be like, be honest, transparent about yeah. it, I'm a little troubled by the by the winter. Or the fall. Oh, you're you're a little stressed out. I'm about a little this, stressed out about because I like. I like the direction that things are going in right now. I like the fact that things are opening up. I like to see people outside having dinner in front of restaurants. To have it. I like that parking spaces have been converted into outdoor eating areas. I don't like that. You don't? there's no concrete barriers. Well, some, a, a lot of them do. Okay. Now, I, don't I, like, I don't like seeing, because a lot of the ones where we have, yeah. there's no fucking There's concrete. no K-rails, Dude, right? are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're in a parking lot. Yeah. People are drunk all the time. Dude, people go plow into things all the time. All the time. All There's the always time. some old asshole totally. who's going to have a heart attack and like kill everybody. Or just some lady or dude who mistook or panicked and hit the slam on the brakes and instead they slammed the skinny pedal. Dude. Yeah. Like dude, they missed I, the brakes and hit the skinny pedal. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Like if you're going to open up outdoor dining on your parking lot area, you must have K-Rail. Totally. Around it. A hundred percent. That's it. But the and ones I that the ones that we have like at Town Center in Liso, like those they have K rails up. Things are a little different in the IE, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. give a fuck. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Survival of the fittest, bro. <laughs> right. If you're smart enough to get up and that car's coming. You gotta be quick, son. You know? Darwinism. <laughs> um Do you have the instinctual drive to survive. I guess what I'm saying is I like the direction society is going in deprioritizing vehicles right. and prioritizing like comfort and outdoor eating. And I feel like to me that feels more community, like more human. And I, it's sad that COVID forced that to happen, but I feel, but I like it. I like that, that we're not, that we're spreading the communal areas, you know, and, and bringing them outdoors and like making them larger and and so you know that kind of but it, it kind of worries me that we go into like 
you know, winter and fall and these businesses have to shut down again. These things have to go away and then you and then the stress level goes up because people are stressed out because they're not working because you know we got to save lives and then people are pissed because you know they don't want to wear masks and i feel like right now we're finally moving into an area where people are, are starting to kind of like see the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and then now the tunnel is getting longer right well yeah i mean look the reality is it's we're still away from a vaccine so yeah we still have a little ways to go. So but that kind of stresses one me One thing that did give me a little bit of like, it, it was a, it was a weird kind of hope, was the fact that, um, so the vaccines that we all take every year now, if, if you're one of the vaxxers, which I am and my family is, I don't give a fuck. You're going to put a microchip in me. You're not going to get a lot of interesting info. I know. Like <laughs> there's not a lot going on in my life. So I'm I like, you a know, fuck. a newsflash, newsflash, you have the world's most advanced tracker in your pocket right now. Yeah. Track me just in case I get lost in the woods one day. Find me, and it's um, it's pretending to be a phone. Yeah, it's totally not. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't care. When was the last time you made a phone call on that I stupid really thing? Don't give two fucks. Yeah. Um. But but um. But like, so we we get vaccinated. But the reality is, is like the vaccine, from what I understand, is like H one N one, and H one N one is not too long ago was then the next crazy virus. Right. So we're currently getting vaccinated for that, and I imagine. We're gonna get vaccinated. For oh yeah, COVID-19. I mean yeah, that's that's you know, what we do as humans, right? It's gonna we, be the next vaccine is just gonna be the COVID vaccine yeah, that we all absolutely. take every year, and hopefully we get the strain right. And some people are gonna get sick, and some people aren't gonna get sick, and we're just gonna go through another cycle. What sucks is the fact that as soon as the uh, mortality rates and everything started to drop off, people suddenly want to get right back to exactly where they left off. Exactly. Now I'm thinking like. Dude, this is a great opportunity for us to kind of change exactly. the status quo. That's kind of where I'm coming from is that we should take this opportunity to to really kind of gut check and just see like, look, are there some things that we miss? Totally. But you got to admit, there's some things you don't miss. No, dude. Right? I've spent more time with my family than I straight up this generation right now. I am getting a chance, unprecedented chance to spend time with my family. That I will have never have gotten in the past at this age. That generation has probably haven't gotten since the 40s or 50s. Dude, even back then, like, you had wars going yeah. on. So the dads were away yeah. fighting. The and moms had the time with their kids. Yeah. But, like, now dad and mom get to hang out with the kids. Granted, we want to kill them. Um, <laughs> but I love them. I mean, just, I, but, I brought Ashton. I'm talking, like, an era when, like, when, when only a single parent had to work for a right. family to survive. True, that too, yeah. Right? Like, for sure. Like, we're in an era now where that's not necessarily true. You know, most families are two working parents. I mean, granted, we do have friends like Matt, yeah. who he's working the docks and he hasn't had nothing has changed in Matt's life. Right, that's true. Since day like the day one <laughs> of this starting, right? That dock never shut down, man. Amazon still is getting their <laughs> shit coming in, right? Long Beach Port is Correct. still popping. That keeps chugging along. Um, but you know, for some of us in the middle class, where we're like, uh, and I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying middle class standard job, like the office like type office guys, jobs, yeah, office like, workers, right, exactly. It's like, dude, our lives have substantially changed. Totally. And like I said, right, I don't want to go back miss. to. I don't want to go back to the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy working from home. Like, I really think that, like, I would I want to work from home every single day. No. Probably not. I understand that that's not, you know, sustainable. Because I like, I, I also like the people that I work with. Right. You know, and I want to see them and have those relationships too. So I get that portion of it, but I do think that hopefully we can maintain some kind of hybrid system where it's one week on, one week off, or it's, you know, three days on, two days off at home. By off, I mean at home. And so, like, I think that we're, I hope that this is also a ch- opportunity for us as a society to evolve. That's one thing I love about KC is like, our plan when we eventually go back and we thought we were going back and then it got put along. Right. Yeah. But we thought we were going back. Everyone's going to be back in the office only twice a week. That's awesome. That's going to be new normal. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we might even change like where we work from. Exactly. Like once we go back into the office, the office itself might change totally only because of the new structure and how things are. It's like, that's where I hope people are going. Not like let's just get back to the fucking rat race we've always like, exactly. been accustomed to. And let's used to. take this shake up, right? Because I've always I'm a firm believer that you know, usually not because we want it to, but typically when things get burned to the ground, when things get disrupted and completely like obliterated, that's when real change happens, right? Whether it's war, whether it's natural disaster, whether it's whatever, right? And I think that. This really shook up our lifestyles, 
like what we how we work how we live how we interact it really just shook all that up and destroyed it right and now is in now is the perfect time to rebuild it in a way that makes a lot more sense because you're not going to get a lot of chances where you get to like not in our lifetime re-architect normal social like or where you get to re-architect social norms totally and that's what this is this is it social business norms whatever like we're we have an opportunity to change how society functions yep and what sucks is like there's so much other shit kind of polluting the mix where it's like the left the right this whole like you know, Antifa, this whole, like, proud boy, like, you got all this fucking other shit. And it's like, dude, if you guys just focused on, like, what the normal workday kind of looks like, like <laughs> it'll, it'd be fix, so much more it'll productive. fix itself. I mean, it'd be like people would be happier. People would be like, you know, even cops would be maybe happier. Like, you know, people would be like a little bit more less tense. Maybe. I'm also I, I also I don't know if it's true. It's totally anecdotal and just my opinion. Like, I have zero idea if this is true, but I also feel like, you know what happens a lot less when everyone's home? People don't break into houses. Right. People don't steal shit off your porch. It's true. People don't, like, dude, I don't, I mean, I'm home all day. Try it. Come to my door, motherfucker. Try it. I'm yeah. home all day. Yeah. Like, come on. You know what I mean? It well, doesn't don't, happen. Don't come. Right, don't, because it won't end well. But but, but don't. I understand what you're saying. But you see what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's just, I feel like we, and also, you know what? In the last six months- I actually know my neighbors. Oh, I've talked so much more to my neighbors in the last six months than I have in the last four years that I've lived there. That's a little different for us. I think everyone's just holed up in their homes. Oh, really? It, that bugs me a little bit. It's like, I think that's one thing that's kind of getting under my skin, then, especially is like, I feel like fucking Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day. Like, I wake <laughs> up, <laughs> I you hit wake the up, head, newspaper hits the door, hit the <laughs> head, hit the shower, get on my computer. Do some work, marketing stand up, next meeting, next meeting, discussion on Slack, work, kids interrupting me, check their homework, <laughs> like do lunch maybe for me, yeah. definitely for the kids. Make sure everyone's doing their homework. Tell Ashton to stop mouthing off to his grandma like 50 times because she helps him with his homeschooling. And then at some point, drive, get dinner, bring it home. And do it again and again and yeah. again and again and again and again and again. I'm fucking going crazy, bro. Like, this is why this trip, you're like, Ali, you, you want to go? It. I'm like, I can't really go. I don't have bump stops and my shit's still kind of fucked. And you're like, Sam's coming. I'm like, oh, that's another person I like, including you. Right. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. And oh, he's bringing his kid. God damn it. Oh. I could bring Ashton and Jackson's already having a sleepover. So shit. Yeah. Don't really have excuses and we'll go slow so the bump stops won't matter as much. Fine, I'll go. Fine. Let's and go. And it's like I'm totally slumming it too. Like I had a sandwich for dinner. I didn't cook shit. Yeah. I cooked actually I cooked Jack Ashton's pasta, which is a microwavable pasta. Yeah. I cooked it stovetop and made it work. That's awesome. <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh I've been I've been dying for this. Like yeah. and it's funny, somebody's like, You didn't you just go to Rubicon? No, that was like two years ago I went to Rubicon. That was like two months ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. But, but but seriously, like yeah. two months ago was a long time. Like that was like yeah. two months ago already. Dude, it's just we it's, used to, dude, we used to be out once a month at least. At least. Once a month. At least. And the idea yeah. of us actually like being able to go out and do trails has yeah. felt like a far off possibility. But you know, right now I've got Taylor, Natalie our boy Chuck from KC at uh, Sandsport Super Show slash um, Off Road Expo out yep. in Arizona. Yep. So there's an event actually happening that we're like selling shit at. Wow. And you and me are here. It almost feels like shit's back to fucking some kind of normal. And that's my point, right? And that's oh why God. that that's why it kind of gives me anxiety. Like the fall and the and the winter kind of give me anxiety. But I guess I should just take my own advice and just kind of enjoy the now. Yeah, just enjoy right? this and just not not stress about what's to dude, come. Because I mean. You know what's waiting for you, which is the same shit. And we've already we've been survived doing. it once. We'll survive it again. Right. But anyways, so yeah, I mean that's why it was good to go to Sedona, honestly, because that was the first major trip that I'd taken. So during coming all back, this, off our tangent, yeah. you're heckling. The We're Jeeps. heckling pink jeeps, heckling, and we had a great time. Pink jeeps, so made some new two. friends. Yeah, it was day two. The made couple some, made some new friends. They ended up wheeling with us the rest of the day. They actually followed us to to go find a campsite. Okay. That night. And same thing happened, right? We um, 
Evan had this epic spot that he picked out. And again, he's doing all of this just through research, like GPS. Supposedly and, remote, but correct. And so COVID. he finds he finds this spot like on the edge of this river. It looked amazing on the satellite maps. Come to find out, we get there. There's a gate, and it's like private property. It's also no, sorry, it's it's day use only. Oh. So there's, that sucks. Yeah. So we're like, well, shit. So we back out of this trail, and there are other campsites along the trail, but they're full. So we're almost back to the highway now on this dirt road, and there's one, this kind of like giant horseshoe of a campsite where there's a bunch of campsites in this horseshoe, and there's a trail that shoots off the back of the horseshoe. Okay. And same thing. It's got a ton of rocks. We're on it. And we're like, should we? And I'm like, I don't know. It worked for us last time. Let's go. Was it daytime? It was daytime. Okay. This was, it was early this time, thankfully. It was like at this time we were off the trail. We were going up about 3 o'clock, 3.30. Oh, nice. So we still had like another two and a half hours of daylight. And so actually it's closer to four, but yeah, we, were, we had about two hours of daylight. So we're going up this trail and same thing, big old baby head sized lava rocks. And we're just kind of like trunking you know, up this thing. Mm-hmm. And we see this old couple that are hiking halfway up it. And they're like, you guys are really going to go up all this? And we're like, yeah. Like, do you know if anyone else is up there? They're like, we haven't seen a vehicle go up there all day, and we've been camping nice. down below. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So we go up there, and it's only about like a half mile long, maybe a mile. We go to the top. We end up at the top, and you can see all these rolling hills. It's like a plateau of just rolling hills mm-hmm. of golden grass and these crazy like Africa trees. Like every month, like, like, you know, baobabs or yeah, these weird trees that kind of come up almost like cherry, like cedar trees. Like, okay. I don't know how to explain them, but they're kind of, they just, you know how they kind of come up and they twist and then they have this flat top. Okay. Like in, like they do in Africa, okay. right? They kind of do this twisty thing and they have these kind of flat tops. Right. And so like it was like the Serengeti up there. Like it was absolutely gorgeous up there. And there was no one. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, lucky. Like, nobody around. It, we were the only ones up there. There were deer, like, walking around. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just absolutely stunning. That is one cool thing about Arizona. There's a lot of wildlife. There's a lot of wildlife. Yeah. And so, we were like, this is it. We find this flat spot. We roll up the vehicles, set up camp, crack open some beers, and just start having a good time. You know, same that night, we are up until almost, probably again, one in the morning, and we somehow we got into this crazy rabbit hole of like discussing music okay. and music theory and like our experiences through music. And we ended up going through like a playlist of music that we were doing just ad hoc, like everything from like classic hip hop to like old school punk to like rock to emo mm-hmm. to like all this like crazy, crazy stuff. Like we were so across all over the board talking about music and like reminiscing of like when we were teenagers and things that we would do and places we would go and oh i remember when i heard this song i would i I was you know doing this or whatever like it was it was such a rad thing and i mean we were also like 18 beers deep but it was like so much fun and you know we you know we set up we, we crashed that night everyone happy everyone well fed in the morning, we wake up to the sunrise coming and these fleet of hot air balloons coming oh, over the ridge. Shit. I mean, it looked like that it was, was out so of a cool. storybook. I've always wanted to see that. I always wanted to go camp and see just like this field of hot air balloons. Yeah. I always see the Instagram photos. That's exactly what it was like. It was like it, you could not have staged this, like planned That's it better. So it was just absolutely. So I'm, I jump out of the FJ, you know, brush my teeth, make my cup of coffee, and I'm literally standing there looking off into this golden field of rolling hills with a cup of coffee in my hand, watching hotter balloons maybe a hundred feet over my head. I can hear the burners when they're hitting the fire. Like, that's how low they are. I mean, it's just, and I'm just watching them, waving at them, and they're waving back. I mean, it was just like, holy shit, this is cool. It's always surreal with the hot air balloons. It is, super it surreal. It feels like you're in some kind of movie. Totally, I mean, you're just... Some abstract painting. Or like right. Some, <laughs> I always think of, like, Michael Parks, like, this, yeah. this, like, surrealist artist, like, just something magical about hot air balloons in the sky. Yeah. And not just one, but, like, when you have, like, 50 or Just, whatever. like, this whole, like, yeah, I mean, it was... It's like Jeep. It's like a. It's like a Jeep club, but they're like hot air balloons. They're hot air balloons, yeah, and yeah. they're just like all these cool colors and these cool patterns, <laughs> so and they're just taking off out of Sedona and I think landing somewhere in Verde or something. They're just like going over us. It That's was so like, cool. it was so cool. And so we did that. You know, we woke up. We did some more wheeling that day. Um, found another cool trail. Um, we were trying to go to Soldier Pass. I think it's called. Um, we didn't. We didn't get a permit for that. 
um, of supposedly they only allow like four or five vehicles a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Brad actually did a video on this, and I forgot that he had mentioned that um, in his video, and so we didn't get to go. So you have to like do it in advance. Yeah, okay. yeah. Interesting. So anyways, it actually worked out, though, because we ended up finding this other trail that we did, and we did this trail. This trail pretty much took us all day, but it was this most amazing, tight, like, Jeep trail, like a legit two-wheel two-track, and it was just everything from, like, dirt, and then it got into this crazy rock garden section. There was waterfalls that we had to go up. Like, you could tell Vision. there hadn't been anyone back there so for months. I mean, there were, like, no tire tracks. Like, it was just dirt and grass, and it was just gorgeous. So much so that you go through, you have those old-school gates, like the old-school cattle gates where it's, yeah. just, where it's just sticks with, like, barbed wire connecting them. Okay. And it says, you can pass, but it says, please close gate behind you. And so we're, like, opening and closing these, like, cattle gates. That's so cool. Like... I mean, we get to a point where you can see grass growing in the tracks because that's how long it's been since anyone's been up there. Like there's been no vehicles. There's been no vehicles for months. And so sure enough, we get somebody messages us because we take a picture and someone's like, oh, I know where you guys are at. We camped there six months ago. Like they were probably the last people that were there. Right. You know, and it's like those are the kind of trails that you explore and you find this. We found this epic campsite at the very peak, this place called House Mountain. I think it was or House Peak. Um, just epic one tree with a ring around it where you park the circle of the vehicles and then you just have a 360 view of everything so house peak yeah absolutely gorgeous sorry so I think my little guy is asleep in the tent right now oh, okay I'm gonna go give him a check real quick before we get on with the next hour of our podcast right um, I almost think like this is enough to where we could maybe make this into two parts okay if you wanted to yeah. And, you know, we've got Sam from Dead Man here. With All right. Us, which might be kind of cool to get Sam on here because, I mean, Sam's got a really interesting story. So let's, story let's as do well. that. Let's pay some bills right now. We'll wrap up this one and then we'll pick up uh, part two. You want to do that? Yeah. Because, I mean, your Sedona trip, we're only into like day three. Day three. So day I got, we've got one more. Dude, that's bitching. Oh, two Actually, more. Two more. Two yeah. more days. Yeah. All right. So, as usual, thank you so much to Casey Highlights for um, just being. Huge supporters of what we're doing with this podcast, with us in our own adventure, supporting us as ambassadors. And I've got to say, with the new Flex Era 3 that just came out, like the future's looking a lot brighter. Totally. Casey. Totally. Get your sunglasses. Get your that's sun. how bright the future's going to be. Hopefully, you got your heat waves. Exactly. Because they're out of stock now. Oh, no. Yeah, that's it. If you got them, you're good. If you don't, I don't know. Maybe eBay. Heat, wave, heat Wave might have some left. eBay. eBay for twice as much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flex Air 3s are almost sold out oh, again. Oh, good Lord. For the second time. I got to get mine in. Dude. And then uh, there's, there's cool shit coming for 2021. Um, but uh, we've got some cool promos right now. Right now, uh, every order has the opportunity to get something extra. So uh, we're doing a random box, random drop oh, for cool. Halloween. So like a little, like a reward, like a prize. Possibly. Like a, Possible. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying. What, not, you could get a sticker or you could get something cool. I mean, you, Whatever. Could, you could get nothing. Yeah. You, yeah. you might you might, you might knock on that house that the lights are off. You could you, get like a zonk. Nothing. <laughs> or you could knock on a house which gives out the full-size candy bars. Right. And actually get like a cyclone kit or something. Whoa. right? Or a gas car for a hundred bucks. Whoa. I don't know. So anyways, cool things that uh, Casey and I love. I love doing that shit just because. That's so rad. You know, people, people like it. And yeah. I like it. And so if I like it, I'm sure you like it too. Um, and then uh, and then we have Gear Forward, right? Yep. Don't forget to check out Gear Forward, gearforward.com. Send them your gear. Send them your monies. Help them out. Help them help the children um, experience the outdoors. Um, and, yeah, they're a great organization, and we love, you know, giving them a shout-out and supporting them when we can. Want to hear something funny? What's that? Is you gave me a bunch of sleeping bags that we've collected. Yes. Uh, there was a lady going to Tijuana. Wow. Uh, who was asking if anyone had clothes or oh, stuff. Oh, cool. So she can give it to families. Yeah. There. And so I told my wife, I'm like, hey, hit her up. I've got some sleeping bags. Yeah. Maybe some kids out there. And yeah, sure enough, that's sleeping right. bags are going See? to go. Boom. There yeah. we go. So doing I mean, doing good. I I, I don't want to get into like the fulfillment side of it personally, right. like just because I've been so fucking busy and I don't have the room for Yeah. But it's kind of cool to see like, okay, this some is some good things works. happening of it. Yeah. yeah you exactly. get stuff in and it goes out to people who need it. Exactly. And then of course, Woo. don't forget um, it's windy. don't forget to check us out at rigfordirt.com. We have some new sh- uh, merch. Yeah, we up got there. some new merch. We got some new ways for you guys to help us uh, pay for gas, um, and which is really what it is, is you know, Frank and I whether we make patches or we go out on trips like this, just like you, 
it's out of pocket. Uh, we just happen to record as we do it. Yep. And so if you guys are enjoying this and you're getting something out of it, we'd like to give you something in exchange for a little help. And you can now get some T-shirts. Yep. Some uh, really cool ones, by the way. Thanks. Um, it's, a, it's a company that I had a while ago that, you know, is all about self-empowerment and, like, uh, rising above challenges. And, you know, I was kind of into it when I was doing CrossFit. And just my mentality has always been rise above. Yep. So large LA is always about being bigger than what you think you are. Like yep. Being bigger, being greater. So it, it fits right in with the community that we're here with off-roading. Pushing boundaries. We're pushing boundaries. Yep. That's what that's about. So um, if it speaks to you, cool. Get a shirt. You're going to help us out. Me and Frank will split the money and uh, put put a couple bucks in our pockets to, to make it out on cold trips and, and bring the adventure to you guys. Absolutely. So don't forget to check us out on the website, on the Instagrams. Um, I am Frank at Trucky McTruckface. I'm Ali at Kate the Jeep. And we'll see you for part two.